Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing quite fine. I am more excited about football. I, I'm still I'm, I'm optimistic. Today is one of those days I'm even more optimistic. Uh, I'm, I'm even optimistic that football will start on time uh, and be played uh, like it is every season with maybe the glaring exception of sparse fans in the crowd, maybe very few people based on some criteria. But uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited that maybe we will have a, a football. We'll see. All right, Jimmy, a couple of notes, sponsor notes before we get into the show. This episode of Locked on Bama is brought to you by Built Bar. And Jimmy and I knew about the Built Bar sponsorship that's going on all throughout the Locked on Network. But I don't think, because Jimmy and I don't pay attention to a lot of things, we didn't know <laughs> we were going to get samples of Built Bar. And we both got these boxes in the mail for samples of this this candy bar, not candy bar, like a protein bar, nutrition bar, uh, active bar in the mail. And I was like, who sent me this? This I don't I don't remember this. And I was like, but I'm taking it because I, I love food and it looks good. And Jimmy called me and asked the same thing. And then we remembered that, OK, Built Bar is going to be a sample. And I tried it. And oh, my God, was it good. I, again, we don't like to uh, sell things that we don't like. I mean, I'm, you're not going to get me on here selling you deli meats. I'm just not going to do it. But I am going to try and sell you on Built Bar. Go check them out, builtbar.com, www.builtbar.com. Remember the promo code locked on it to get you $10 off your first box. I, I swear I'm not teasing. I don't know if Jimmy's had one, but I tasted it. I was like, this is really, really good. Like normally when you have some kind of, of nutrition, some kind of bar like this, you know, it's got all this cool wrapping and you're like, oh, this is not going to taste bad. And it's horrific. No, this is this is like something you you could buy this in the impulse aisle at like Winn-Dixie or Walmart. And it would count almost like a candy bar because it tastes so good. Um, I'm telling you, it's really, really good. It's go check them out, builtbar.com, builtbar.com. Use the promo code um, locked on. It's an amazing combination of low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives. If you, you can compare it to the most popular men's bar, like a Cliff Bar, it has half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein. It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. I, and I mean, I'm not blown away by uh, some kind of a uh, nutrition bar very often, but I was this time. Also want to give a shout out to uh, our boys um, with who are sponsoring the Tua Tungle Vailoa football. Go check them out. Uh, they've got this Tua Tungle Vailoa football that is just perfect for you guys. $99. Uh, gets you a full-size, fully-embossed football with all the Tua Tungle-Vailoa's information on there. Part of the proceeds go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Alabama. It's only $99. Uh, career highlights and awards are on there. Call them at 800-345-2868 or visit nikcosports.com. 800-345-2868 or nikosports.com. Just the best people. Ask for my friend Julio. He will always hook you up. 
And that's that. We had to get do those two things. And Jimmy, again, I'm not going to say we had to get those things out of the way because I really dig both of those things. And I'm, I mean, I'm really not shitting you people. I go to Built Bar, try order a box of them. They're not very expensive. You get ten dollars off with the locked on promo code. It's really, really good. Have you had I was, one? Uh, I, oh, yes. And you you had uh, hyped it up before I tried one, and then I tried one <laughs> over the weekend. And I mean, I think their motto should be like broccoli, but tastes like a Twix bar. Oh, oh that's good. Broccoli, broccoli Twix. Tastes like a Twix bar. Broccoli yeah, Twix. Broccoli Twix. But it doesn't taste at all like broccoli. It tastes like a Twix bar. I mean, and by yeah. that, I mean it's it's nutritious but it tastes great, just like you're saying. So uh, yeah, if you're, anyone should, and and you should always eat this instead of a Twix bar or a Snickers bar or something like that, because this is is healthy. So yeah, do that. So let's get into some Alabama stuff. First of all, um, overall overreaching sports thought, uh, the NCAA apparently is not gonna go down the path of allowing the one-time free transfer, which is a little bit of a shock, I'd say, at this point, because everything has been so player-centric of late. I'm a little shocked that they've decided that, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. I'm glad, because I, I think it would have been a huge mess. And uh, certainly when you're when you're throwing in main rules changes in a year like this year, that would be <laughs> super complicated and messy. So I'm glad it's not going to happen. It's likely to happen in some form in the future, uh, but you know, I, I, I'm always like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I know people out there going, "It's broke, it's broke." Really, it's not. Really, it's not. It, it's it, it, things are fine. So let's not let's not all start jumping off our our ship that's uh, that's floating with without taking on water. Uh, it's fine. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm just ready for some some football. We're going to get into some we're football 95, right now. We're 95 days out. 95 days out I, from the start of camp, sort of. I do have a question for you there, Jimmy. All right. I've got this funky thing going on with my computer that, like, because I'm on this Apple thing and there's something with a server and it's way over my head, so therefore I know it's over your head because you know less about computers <laughs> than I do. But um, True. so when I was doing that live read and my I had mail coming in and it just does this, like, constant – sort of intermittent humming noise. Did you hear that? No. Okay, good. It's only me that hears it. That's what I want to be sure. I just didn't want like this humming thing to come in. It's only every now and again, and um, it's just very random. And so while I was doing the live read, that came in. So anyway, that's apropos of nothing. I'm sure nobody gives a damn, but it's just me and this MacBook I'm trying to figure out. Okay, Jimmy, One. let's go ahead and talk about recruiting really quickly first, and then we'll get into your player countdown, which is always a lot of fun. Um, Tennessee got a few more commitments this past weekend. Look, they're going to be kind of full here before too long. Uh, kudos to them. But uh, this time they didn't get anybody that I would say necessarily Alabama was offer- after. But they do seem to be targeting guys Auburn is after, which is interesting. I mean, is the enemy of my enemy my enemy or my friend? And um, I'm going to say it's better for us if Tennessee gets a guy Auburn wants versus Auburn getting a guy that both of them want. Does that make sense? Yes, because Auburn is better than ten today. I mean, I know Tennessee beat them two seasons ago, and Tennessee's gaining ground. But if you ask me today, okay, who's a better team, Auburn or Tennessee? I'm going to say Auburn. So if Tennessee beats Auburn for a kid, that's good for us. It dings Auburn and, uh, and, and is only mildly helping Tennessee at this point. Now, at some point, if things are trending the way they appear to be trending, 
down the road on the field, Tennessee will be better than Auburn. But as of today, they're not. So uh, between the two, I'd say, you know, I hope Tennessee gets the kid. But, you know, our fans are making a little bit too much of it. To my knowledge, Tennessee has only landed one kid in this class that Alabama really wants, and that's Dylan Brooks. I'm not aware of any other kid committed to them that Alabama had as a, as a very high priority. So we've only really lost one guy to them. And I assure you, I don't know if they were recruiting him, but I assure you Tennessee would take Ajay Hall and Deontay Lawson. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Tennessee would take those two, I promise. Um, they've only gotten Dylan Brooks in terms of a guy that we really want, correct? I think that's correct. I mean, and it was Terrence Lewis, by the way, the linebacker we were talking about the other day. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it didn't sound like he could commit to Alabama. When it comes down to Tennessee and Nebraska, and, like, apparently he's a five-star, that's weird to me. Uh, maybe it's the new normal or maybe it's, you know. I've never heard his name associated with Alabama's recruiting efforts. I, I had not, and I, I paid quite a bit of attention to it. So – all right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a – is there anything you want to talk about Alabama recruiting-wise, by the way, really quickly? Well, I mean, I think I think that we're, we've gotten out a lot of 2022 offers, uh, a lot of them. We're, we're working on recruiting around the clock right now, which is unusual for May. We should be in right now in normal times. This would be the May evaluation period with our coaches on the road. So this is the time of the year that we do work recruiting pretty hard. We're able to, to, to work just as hard but differently. Uh, all the recruiting rules have temporarily sort of changed. They're calling it a dead period, but there is a lot of contact as long as it's initiated by the prospect, and, and that happens quite a bit. So a lot is going on. I know it's frustrating for some of our fans because Alabama has only three public commitments, but and our, our enemies have more. But uh, I'm still very optimistic as to what this group will look like. Uh, we are still... Uh, have a great shot with with basically all of our high priority targets, and uh, I'm optimistic it's going to go well. I suspect we'll get a few more commitments, you know, over the next 30 days. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there's no re- look, nobody's figured out this pandemic yet, so let's not worry about if a four star from Iowa is, you know, thinking about committing next week. Let's just let's just hold up and see how everything Which could goes. Happen. Which could happen. Tied in yeah. Thomas Fadone from Iowa. He's yeah, really Fadone. And, uh, we, lo- Fadone. we love an Italian tight end. I still like that tight end, Hudson Wolf from Tennessee. Okay. You know, and we're, we're, we're still not recruiting Trinity Bell very hard. He's not a high priority for us, but I like Trinity Bell myself. I, I, I wish Alabama – I'm sure we've taken a long look. Maybe we've, maybe we've looked and they're smarter than I am, and they say, eh, nah. I, I like him, and I like him as a tight end, not a defensive player. And uh, I think we need to take two tight ends in this class myself. And all up to me, I would take Hudson Wolf or Fadone or uh, or that kid from Texas, Lake McCray, McCree. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think one of those three guys and a flyer on Trinity Bell. That's what I do. Yeah. Nobody's going to ask, yeah. but that's what I do. All right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, or you're not getting all coffee on me, are you? Yeah, I'm getting a little pollen uh, down here where I'm doing, here I'm doing the podcast. It's it's, it's, it's indoors, but uh, there's like bushes lined up in front of the window here. And I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting some pollen, some pollen virus. 
All right, let's let's just hope that's what it is. All right, so uh, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we're going to start into Jimmy's player countdown some more. Jimmy, we wound up last week. Uh, we we went ahead and did number ninety nine, Ty P. Ryan. I think we did. I mean, it, there's not a yep. whole lot to go into. Um, and then I I don't think we really talked about number ninety eight, Tim Smith. Um, no, are we a hundred percent missing number? Are we a hundred percent? No, we're not at all. I, I was yeah. a little bit of a projection on my part. I think somewhere out there there is a post. Uh, I, th- I think there's some unofficial information out there that's probably correct as to player numbers for the guys who haven't shown up yet. Uh, so that that could be really a little bit of a projection. Uh, and 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 since we don't have a 98, was 98 days, it just seemed to me like, hey, what a good day to talk about. Tim Smith could be 98. So I, you know, he's one of my favorites in the class. Um, he's a guy, you know, even with the guys that I think are really good and, and he is, and he's big enough to help us right off. I even think there's a really good chance he could even be in the same rotation this fall. There's a really good chance of that. Personally, I just don't like to count on it because with freshmen, you never, you never really know until you know. So I'm optimistic, but, but I don't pencil him into the first team rotation, but I think he's a guy that that could show up. You know, DJ Dale showed up last year. He's basically a first-team player in just a few practices. I think Tim Smith is capable of being that type of guy. That's how high I am on him. Uh, now, whether it happens or not, you never know. I mean, it's just – it's a, a lot of people don't understand it, but college football is a different sport than high school football. Uh, he's never played in a game – where every kid on the field is as gifted as he is. That, that just doesn't happen. It's a, it's a huge transition, and mostly because the game moves so much faster, and he will see things at the college level he never saw in high school, like traps and pulling guards and double teams and getting chipped by backs and, and how complicated college offenses are and getting your hands up and – and the game was really easy for him when he was when the guy blocking him weighed 225 pounds and wasn't even very athletic. Um, so that's why you know you never know until you know. Some kids make very quick adjustments; most don't. So, uh, so we'll see. But I do think Tim Smith is the type of kid who might be so good he is in the first team rotation uh, this fall. Yeah, I I think he certainly could be too. I loved his film. Um, always need help along the defensive front, and uh, he's one of those attacking kind of guys. And we really don't know what we're going to have on the defensive line because, you know, you, we've got some guys like DJ Dale, like LeBron Ray, who are, as far as I know, still kind of dinged up, and we hadn't had a spring practice to know if they've recovered enough. So right. yeah, some of these guys are going to come in and play. Um, now, if you want to talk about number ninety-seven. Uh, Joseph Bullivus, uh, you know, I, I don't think we should. I think, I mean, sort of give a give a once over with it. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's by default, he's sort of been our primary field goal kicker for two years. He's been bad enough to where the Alabama kicker jokes can continue. He's missed extra points. He's doinked some field goals. <laughs> he's missed. He's had misses in, in in big moments. But but when you look at the overall numbers, you know, field goals made versus field goals attempted, it's really not it's really not comically bad at all. It's actually better than most of the SEC, frankly. But to me, if to me evaluating a kicker comes down to this at the college level, at the SEC level, where the expectation is that you're pretty good or you wouldn't be there, to me it comes down to this. 
there is a kick, there is a makeable kick, not a chip shot, a makeable kick to win the game or lose it. What level of confidence do you have in that guy? And for and that's the reason why I'm not super high on Bullivis because he has he hasn't proven to me that he's that guy. As a matter of fact, he's sort of shown the opposite. So now can he get better? Hell yeah. They a lot of kids get better. Uh he can get better. But I think the reason that we're giving him short shrift isn't because he's been so bad. It's because I think Will Reichert is healthy and Will Reichert is going to beat him out and we're just not going to see much of Bullivis anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, we hope Will Reichert will be healthy. But yeah, I think we you're right. So. I think I think Bullivis's days are certainly numbered. Um, and again, it's just so weird to even talk about it because hell, he may have improved by leaps and and bounds by now. We just nobody knows. I mean, yeah, it, we don't know, but it does happen. And, and that's what's been so hard about this is we haven't had an opportunity to to see anything. We only know high school film. And, you know, I'm sitting here uh, touting Bryce Young like the next Heisman winner. And frankly, I mean, how how can I do that every now and again when I get so hyped up thinking like Bryce Young's going to come in and do some big things? I'm like, yeah, but yeah, but why do I say that? I mean, just because I saw him play, uh, you know, for Matter Day High School. I mean, it, you know, and, and yeah, you do. We, we do that all the time. But I kept just believing by now we would have seen him against some uh, collegiate competition. And we have now we have seen Joseph Bullivis against collegiate op- competition. We have seen him in key moments and frankly, it, it, it hadn't worked out very well. So that's why I'm much more pessimistic. And the fact he's a kicker, I mean, a kicker versus a, a quarterback, but yeah, I mean, um, sort of weird. And I don't like, uh, Man, I, who's the best 97 in Alabama history? I mean, it's got to be Cornelius Bennett, Bennett, right? Yeah, it's got to be Bennett. Bennett's what immediately leaps to mind. <clears throat> let, me, let me say this, too. Uh, in 86, when Alabama played in, I don't know if it was the Sheridan then. It may have been. It may have been the Sheridan then, and it's a Hilton now or whatever it is now. I can't even remember. Uh, right there at the Colonnade on 280 and 459. And um, I think we stayed there. And they were selling these sweaters, like these sweatshirts, that had 97 on the front with the Grim Reaper sort of superimposed in it. Oh, my God, those were so cool. And I guess you can't do that anymore just because of uh, name and likeness stuff. But that's the kind of thing I'm like, okay, yeah, Cordius Bennett should have gotten some of that money because – I think I bought three of them just in case two of them got damaged. But um, all right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we want to talk about uh, 96, 95. We'll be right back. Jimmy, is there a 96? There is not a 96, and I did not assign anyone a 96 just because we don't have a 96, and it was 96 days on a Sunday when we don't typically get a lot of message board traffic. So I just skipped 96. And today is officially 95 days out. So today is actual day 95, the day we're recording this, whether you hear it on Monday or you might hear this on Tuesday, more more likely Monday afternoon. Um, But today, Monday, is uh, May 4th is 95 days out, and we do have a 95. And he happens to be, I think, one of the more intriguing kids on the entire team. And that is one Ishmael Sopcher, uh, who goes by Ish. So Ish one of the more intriguing kids on the roster because 
I, I don't know what we're going to see. He, he might be so good this fall that he's literally the starting nose guard and, and one of the more dominating presences in the SEC. That, that, that's something that it can happen. That's not just conceivable. It's, it's, there's a better chances of it being conceivable. I mean, that might really happen. Or, or he shows up really overweight slow, sloppy, and doesn't help us. For anyone that's super high on Topshire sure had his red shirt year, now he's going to go out there and dominate. People, you have to be a little more realistic than that. If Sopcher showed up and our staff thought he could help us, he would have played last year. We needed defensive We needed defensive linemen last year, and he only mm-hmm. played him one game, and that was the crap game at the end. Um, you know, when he wouldn't, he didn't blow his red shirt by just playing him one game. So, uh, Anyone that's sky high on Sopcher is just a pie-eyed optimist to me. I mean, anyone that just pencils him, oh, he'll beat out DJ Dale. He couldn't even get on the field last year, not even in garbage time when we needed him. So I'm I'm really high on him long term. I think he was always a project. He was always going to be a guy that took some time, at least a year. And now that year is up. So is he ready? Or does he need more time in the incubator? The smart guess is, of course, somewhere in the middle, that he's not good enough yet to start, but he's better than just a guy that's just going to stand on the sidelines and with his helmet in his hand. He's probably going to play and be in the rotation to some degree uh, this year. I think that's the best bet. But, hey, if you want to be more optimistic and say, hey, this is a guy that might might take a run at DJ Dale, that's fine. And if you're a guy that's like, well, gosh, if he was too overweight and slow to help us last year, now that he now that he's missed months of training, what should we expect of his body when he shows up? Uh, that's also a very reasonable uh, thing to say. So all over the map with him might be great, might be bad. The best bet so, somewhere in the middle. Um, I want to give you a lot of credit for being the first one of us to use pie-eyed optimist in this podcast. We've done like 140 episodes, and neither one of us has ever said it. Um, you're you're the only you're the only the second person I've ever heard say it next to Elaine Dennis when she was talking about uh, in the story. That. Billy was it Billy? Uh, what was it? Billy Mumphrey, wasn't it? Billy Mumphrey. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the, the, it was the book that she didn't read because she couldn't find the book because Kramer was reading it while he was in Jerry's apartment and the apartment was being fumigated. And like he had, so it was a weird thing, but yeah. And he, he considered him more of a pod optimist. And, uh, and I, I was like, wow, that's a good, never heard that before. That's probably a New York saying, like, we don't say that around here. We just say something like, He's just cocky as shit, or he, he's got his head in the clouds, or something. You know, we say something like that. Um, so anyway, I thought that was very interesting. You're welcome. Good on you. Good Glad on I you. could help. Glad I could help. Yeah. Well, look, because knockout number ninety-four tomorrow. Uh, ninety-four is DJ Dale. Nine yeah. four is DJ Dale. Right? So that's what I'm so, saying. So tomorrow, you, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. You got anything tomorrow. you want to say about it? Well, uh, if we're not going to do a, a one tomorrow, yeah, we we might we we may yeah. We'll, well, we'll we might do cover. one tomorrow, but it won't be out to Wednesday. Yeah, it won't that's be out right. to Wednesday. Which, yeah, ninety three. I'm planning on. Uh, frankly, I'm planning on uh, saying Jamel Burroughs is ninety three. That's my plan, even though I don't know if it's accurate or not. But 
I'm, I'm going with Jamel Burroughs at 93, but 94, DJ Dale, a uh, couple of ways to look at him. Number one is how incredibly impressive was it for him who was not even a highly regarded kid? I mean, he, he's not like nobody wanted him. I think half the SEC wanted him, but he wasn't a five-star. He wasn't even a national top 100 player. And he basically showed up a starter, even though we had other options, not great options, but it wasn't like, well, hell, there's no one else. Stick the true freshman in there. No, DJ Dale beat out people who were already on the roster, and he did it really quickly. So that's impressive as hell, and for that reason alone, we should be really excited about DJ Dale's future. Now, here's a couple of negative things. Uh, he has only two knees. He only has two knees, and they're both hurt. What? And secondly, yeah, only he two only knees. has two knees. He's, he's only got two. Every knee he's got is hurt. All of them. One, two, both of them, all of them. So that's bad. And secondly, and again, I'm going to attribute this to the fact that he obviously played hurt after the knees were hurt and he kept on playing until he couldn't play anymore. So I'm not going to hold this against him because he's clearly, when he was playing, he was dinged up. But I wouldn't necessarily say his production was great. I don't think he was out there getting his butt whipped, snap a snap. But his production wasn't super. It wasn't like he was a dominating presence on the field. I think that's to come, assuming he's healthy. But assuming good health, I'm really excited about his future. Uh, but is he healthy? Is he not? It's just the number one and only question when it comes to DJ Dale. Yeah, it is. You know, you said both knees. He's only got two knees and both of them are hurt. You know, I was like left and right. It made me remember that Simpsons episode when um, – <laughs> When Apu was talking to Homer and, uh, you know, Apu and his wife could not get pregnant. They were trying to get pregnant. And uh, she, he said, Homer, we've tried everything. You know, we've, 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 we've taken all these pills. We've done all these injections. Um, we've tried every single imaginal position, imaginary, every single position imaginable. And Homer goes on top and on bottom. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's just I didn't great. You can say that. I didn't know you could say that on TV. No, but he, he, I mean, he said every single position imaginable, and Homer goes on <laughs> top and on bottom, and like they show cut back to a Pooh's face, and he's looking at him like, <laughs> ah, "It's just funny." I mean, it's just yeah. Great. I, I've got this thing. Uh, it's 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 been done a thousand times. I guess it was probably only funny <laughs> in our home two or three times, but every now and then, me and the wife will be watching <laughs> watching TV, and and there'll be a comment that that like is you know, R-rated or nearly R-rated or maybe should be R-rated. <laughs> or maybe like, as I saw in Desperate Housewives the other night, or Real Housewives, when uh, I was walking through the room, that's something the, the wife watches, and I walked past it, and there's boobs, you know, in the there's a swimming pool and yeah. there's boobs. And I think they, they might have uh, blurred out part of the boob. <laughs> I think there was might have been slight – I didn't stop to stare because I was trying to get back in the other room to what I was watching because I was just walking through the room. And then all of a sudden there's boobs, and I know she's watching Real Housewives. So I always have this, this fallback. Every time somebody says something or, or, or sometimes there's a butt or boobs on, on regular TV, I go, you can't, you can't say that on TV or you can't show that on TV. And then the wife always goes, they just did. Yeah. We've been doing this. We've been doing that routine for eight years. So I'm just walking through, <laughs> I'm just walking through the room. There's boobs on TV. And so you can't show that on TV. She said, they just did. 
the, the Laurel and Hardy of married couples. Uh, and since we're, since we're all, since we're off topic, uh, there's a great bit and y'all, y'all know how much I love Louis CK, even though he, I know he's in a lot of trouble. Don't give me all that crap. I don't understand, but his old comedy stuff's really, it's still funny. Uh, well, go to YouTube and do Louis CK rat sex. And I know it's weird and you don't want it in your history, but it's, but it's really, really funny. It's about Louis CK being at the, in a New York subway. And he's like, just in the middle of sex, you know, he was, he said, I was, I was kind of interested. He said, it's not like I sat there and stared and missed my train or anything, but he said, you know, it was kind of interesting, you know, like there are all these people and you know, like it wasn't like she was all into it. I mean, it was, it's, it's hilarious. You gotta, you gotta go. Oh I can't say everything I... on the podcast that I want to say. It is I'm one of the funniest things. I, I mean, shall be I, I mean, I've never seen YouTube that bit. it. Oh, I've dude, YouTube it. You've got to YouTube it right after this, and you will laugh your ass off, your little ratty ass off. You'll just laugh it. <laughs> um, all right, Jimmy, we'll call. We'll bring this one to a close because we have gone straight into no man's land. But before we do, I want to remind everybody about the Tua Tungo Bilo football at NikeoSports.com, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. My main man, Julio takes care of you, give them a call, 1-800-345-2868, or go to nicosports.com to a tongue by a little football. It's only $99. I mean, y'all pay $99 for a lot of stuff. This is something that's valuable. Go get it. Two is the best quarterback we probably will have ever have, will have at the University of Alabama, unless my main man Bryce Young overtakes it. But for now, it's definitely Tua Tungvaluwa. Get the football. It's full-size, fully embossed. It's got all his stats and all his accolades, and it's got a picture of Tua on there, and it's really, really cool. Nikosports.com, 1-800-345-2868. Ask for my boy Julio. He'll hook you up. Um, also want to remind everybody to try Built Bar. Look, Jimmy and I are not going to lie to you guys about – about sponsors. We will totally. lie to you about Alabama stuff. We will we flat out 100% lie to you. About we it. did all throughout we are, the show. We we will lie about how many how many people like us. We will lie about our personal lives. Um we will lie about all that kind of stuff. Luke for instance, has never seen stuff. the Simpsons. Luke's never seen yeah, the Simpsons. I'm, not even one time. I'm just taking guesses here. <laughs> um do they even have a character named my poo? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so go check out BuiltBar.com too. BuiltBar.com. They got all these different flavors, and I'm I'm not kidding, y'all. It's delicious. It's really, really good. And I know, look, I, I, I just went to Walmart not too long ago, and like I looked in the aisle, and they had some Cliff Bars, and they had some, you know, Kind Bars or whatever. No offense to them. They may sponsor us one day too. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I really did have this thought, like, my built bar was a lot better than those. And I've had those because I'm I'm old enough now where I feel like I've got to eat a cliff bar because I'm 47 and I think that's what you gotta do. You just gotta start eating things with granola in them and and on the package, if people somebody's climbing a mountain, you feel like I, I want to climb a mountain. I've got a few good years left. And so you eat the bar thing and you'll climb a mountain. You ain't climbing a mountain after a cliff bar. After a built bar, you'll climb a mountain. Wow. How about that? All right, I'm not that? climbing. I enjoyed it, but I'm not even looking for a mountain to climb. I'm busy, but I did enjoy yes, it. Just, 
Yeah, because that's the other thing you could do with a built bar is just sit back and enjoy it because it's that tasty. It's not like like some of these other bars you, you eat and you're like, okay, I gotta wolf this down because it tastes like crap, but I know it's it says it's good for me, so I'm a, and it tastes like crap, so I assume it's good for me. Well, a built bar, I mean, I was like licking my thing. I'm not kidding. I was licking my fingers. It's good. That's one. That's one. That should be that that should be the logo. A picture of you with fingers in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, with my shirt off. And it's like, you know, because I'm not I'm not fat, but I'm not in shape. And like they go, you know, this dude, he's good. And like, do that. I'll be that'll be the before picture. And then like in six months after this built bar's taken hold, and I've got a six pack and I'm and I'm gonna do those sit-ups like I've been promising myself. And they'll be like, and that this is the aftershot. That's 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 the way to do this. I'm your poster boy, built boy. Built, built boy, built bar, built bar. Hey, you eat Whatever. that whole box of built bars and then tweet a picture of you looking like all ripped to shreds and stuff. They're going to sell a oh, trillion just, of those things. Oh, there's no doubt I'm doing I can't take a picture right now because I haven't had a haircut in three months. And I look like something, I look like Han Solo's cousin. I mean, it's just, I got hair everywhere. Um, I just, I look like I belong in the 70s. So. Um, my, anyway. my hairstylist is a little older than I am, and she had a funny line uh, recently. I didn't even know she was funny. Uh, she's been cutting my hair forever and ever and ever, and I had no idea she was funny. And she called me at the end of last week and said, I'm so sorry. I know you're overdue for a haircut. Stick with me. I'm not allowed to open. I can't see you yet, but the day I open, I want you to come in on the day I open, and I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to cut your hair because of the state law. And I, she says, is it bad? And I said, it's pretty bad. I'm starting to look like John Bon Jovi over here. And there was some silence. And she said, well, I hope so. Um, so apparently she's, <laughs> I said, I'm starting to look like John Bon Jovi. And she's like, I hope so. I'm like, oh, I dig it, funny. man. Do you that know John Bon Jovi? Do you see the thing? Do you see the thing on him on 60 Minutes where like he married a, his high school sweetheart or something? Yeah. Well, I knew that he was. I, well, I feel I like he's it recently. like every, Motley Cruz doing things like while three girls are naked in the room, he's making them all call their mothers to, and like, this, this, I know Motley Crue's not one dude, but I mean, I mean that's what they did. As a group. All right. We're running out we're of time. So I gotta... next time. We're going to pick this up next time because it is very funny. Uh, that's a good, that you can, we can do a whole bit on this. John Bon Jovi about how well behaved he is compared to his, uh, counterparts like the crew and poison and Def Leppard, all those heroin addicts. There's John Bon Jovi walking old ladies across the street. And he, he's, he set up this restaurant where it's like, pay whatever you feel like paying. You know, I'm wanting to be, to be reasonable. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, but I mean, I feel like you can't be wanted dead or alive. If you married your high school sweetheart, I'm going to, I'm going to go dead. I'm going to go Dan Lebitard show here. Put it on the poll. Can you be wanted dead or alive if you married your high school sweetheart? I'm putting that on the, I'm tweeting that out. Um, okay. All right. Roll Tide, everybody. Roll Tide.